It's time for another Nebraska Prep Zone report, sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering Greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Joining me as always, Mike Sauter, fresh off a weekend in Lincoln, seeding high school playoffs. I, I did not seed them. I just announced those seeds. That was about it. <laughs> We'll talk a little bit later what it was like being there in Lincoln for that day, but let's start right off the top with the debate that everyone has wanted to talk about. Number one, Bellevue West, uh, not that they aren't deserving, but there are a lot of people who are shocked that Omaha West Side, the two, isn't above them. Well, I think the committee that seated these, which were five Class A athletic directors from across the state, they're the ones that that put it together. Um, it, it wasn't me or, you know, media people. Yes, there were a handful of media people that had sort of a say or had their say, just like every um, high school coach in the state sent in their, um, you know, ballots, if you will, or, or how they would seat it. Um, there were, there were four uh, media members that were asked to do that. I was one of those. Um, uh, the, I talked to a, a committee member um, and really what they said was wildcard points played a factor. And after last week, Miller uh, Bellevue West uh, was the top wildcard point team. Um, they were number one in wildcard points and Omaha West side was fourth. Um, so that goes to strength of schedule and uh, different things. Another factor was the majority of uh, ballots, if you will, uh, or seeds that came in from the coaches had Bellevue West at one. Uh, another reason why I guess the committee decided to keep Bellevue West one is they're the defending champs and they haven't lost this year. And, you know, until someone beats them, they're the one really at the end of the day, um, one and two, I think everyone agrees were Bellevue West and Omaha West side. I'm, I'm not sure anyone debates that fact so as long as they're on opposite sides of each other it really doesn't matter that much um but there was you know talk of you know there's a lot of talk i guess out there that you know omaha west side is is better and deserve to be the one but at the end of the day it really doesn't matter as long as they're opposite each other and there will be teams that that have a you know, they're saying it too. I mean, you look at like Lincoln Southeast was second in wildcard points and they got what the five seed. So, um, four seed, four seed. I mean, so they dropped a little bit. And I think part of the, the thinking was they didn't, they wanted to avoid rematches in or potential rematches the best that they could. So having Southeast be the four, and Millard South be the three avoids that potential rematch in a semifinal of West uh, of uh, Bellevue West and Millard South. Um, so that avoids that. And so putting Millard South at three opposite West side, um, you know, if the seeds hold and all of that is a, uh, and to your point, thinking. yeah, to your point, West side and Bellevue West were the top two teams having West side at two is not egregious at the end of the day, as you said, it's, it's personal preference. It's who you, it's who people thought 
was the best team and both teams are undefeated and you know they'll they'll get the chance to prove it now um you know we should we should mention as well with wild card points the makeup games weren't included in those i was told there'd be no math so i'm i i'm not gonna calculate it and see see where it would be with those makeup games um but real quick to run down the other top eight teams who get a buy uh millard south as you mentioned the three lincoln southeast the four um the five is um elkhorn south six is creighton prep seven is lincoln east and the eight is gretna all those teams get a buy and you know so they'll be playing um october 30th and but in the first round we have those play-in games the nine through 24 teams right and those those top eight i think i'm pretty sure everyone agreed on the top eight um now if Carney were to beat would have beaten Elkhorn South on Friday which was a game in overtime uh Elkhorn South beat Carney that would uh caused that would have been interesting to see what happened that that likely would have maybe bumped not maybe it would have bumped Gretna probably to nine and they would have been playing this week um that being said uh Gretna now has two buys along with Southeast uh, because they were supposed to play last week on Thursday and they, uh, that game got canceled due to an abundance of caution of COVID concerns. So those teams have two weeks off. I don't know if that's good or bad, <laughs> but uh, they have two weeks off to prepare, get everyone healthy. Maybe if they did have kids quarantining, they can get some of those kids back. Um, so those, those, those two teams are kind of, you know, interesting. Um, Bellevue West has a buy. I'm not sure they even want to buy. I mean, honestly, they've had so many buys this year anyway. It doesn't make a ton of sense. But, um, you know, I, I think that they got it right. Uh, the top eight teams are the top eight teams. I, I don't see um, really outside of, you know, maybe North Platte or Kearney. Um, those were, you know, the, the nine and ten. Um, those teams – you know, maybe had a, a standing, but Carney also, you know, has won just two games this year. So, um, and East um, has had a nice season and, and hoping to potentially maybe um, uh, make a run. Carson Waters is a, a Walters, or sorry, no Walters, the quarterback uh, is a phenomenal player. And, and uh, if they can get Carter Glenn back at all in the, in the postseason here and, and, look to make a run with uh carter glenn he's he's had a phenomenal year before he got hurt against miller north before before we jump to previewing those playoff games and you know kind of talking which of those teams can make a run let's wrap up real quick on those top eight teams obviously bellevue west obviously omaha west side can win the title obviously any of the top eight can win the title which of those teams besides thunderbirds warriors do you think has the best chance yeah if you look at it really i mean like i said carney so carney and we'll touch on kind of i have some notes i guess on carney they they've had some the four toughest losses or played the you know four of the top teams and um really i think it sets up for them to potentially you know i i think I think everyone outside of a player at Northeast and the coaching staff at Northeast, maybe parents think that they might be able to beat Carney. Um, but everyone else I think thinks that Carney will advance and beat Northeast who is the 
last seed. Um, sets up a really intriguing game <coughs> against Gretna. And um, can, if Carney can, can get by Gretna, uh, if you just look at kind of common opponents and all that stuff, and, you know, maybe it favors Carney to win, but they'd have to do it at Gretna. Um, they're a team that I think could make a run um, and potentially, you know, play a Bellevue West in a quarterfinal, which they, that those two have already played and um, wasn't, wasn't super great. So uh, wasn't that close. I guess it was for a little bit. Another team you look at that's playing really well is Miller North at 11. Um, if they get by Norfolk, which I think a lot of people think they can, uh, sets up a game against Prep and, um, you know, Prep playing better um, and, and really throwing the ball around a little bit more. So um, it, it, weather could be a factor. You know, if they were playing this week, it'd be, definitely be a factor. Um, you know, can Millard North uh, make a run and maybe knock off a prep? Um, that's, that's something there. And, and North Platte obviously being the 10, um, you know, potentially playing, you know, Lincoln East in that second round. Um, can they run the ball enough or keep the ball uh, out of Walter's hands or that Lincoln East kind of high powered offense enough um, to, to upset them. So those are the three teams that you look at that, that could potentially make a nice run and, and Miller North, let's say they do beat, let's say if they do um, uh, beat prep, um, which I think will be a, a really close slash tough game. Um, then they potentially get a Millard South in a, in a quarterfinal if Millard South can get by the winner of Bellevue East or Millard West. Um, and, you know, you never know. That's a big rivalry game. They played earlier in the year. Millard South won sort of handily, I guess. Um, what, what about those teams seeded uh, three through eight? Who, who, who got the best draw in of those six? Um, I think probably Elkhorn South. Uh, Elkhorn South is playing pretty good right now. Not pretty good. They're playing really good right now. Um, you know, and, and being the five, they potentially match up against a four in Southeast and both teams just like to line up and smack you and run the ball and play good defense and not a ton of, you know, passes happening in those, in that game. I could see if it happens. Um, Elkhorn South probably has the, the, you know, the best-ish draw, I guess, um, to make a nice run and, and potentially see a Bellevue West um, if they can get by Southeast. And um, it, that South if, – if Southeast and Elkhorn South play each other, it might be like 14 to 10. I mean, it, it could be a, a really low scoring, just run the ball, play good defense games. So um, Miller South is, is playing really well. Um, and there was a lot of chatter about, hey, Elkhorn South deserves the three, even though, you know, they lost to Millard South earlier in the year, but they lost without um, their starting quarterback and their two, two of their best, if not the best defenders in that game, and it was a close game. So, um, you know, that, that maybe changes some things if they win that game, obviously. So uh, I, I do think Elkhorn South is uh, probably, you know, one of the outside of the top two that could that looks like they could could make a, a pretty significant run. Okay, enough looking ahead. Let's talk some actual football that's going to be played this week, and let's start at the top of the bracket with uh, number sixteen, Lincoln North Star. All the higher seeds will be hosting. Um, they're 
so they'll face number 17, Lincoln Southwest. That's a Lincoln game, so it doesn't, you know, the host in that one doesn't really matter too much. Winner of that one will face Bellevue West. What should we expect from that 16-17 matchup? Well, like, I mean, the game will be at Seacrest, so they're both, that's but nothing new there, right? They're used to being away teams and home teams and all that stuff at Seacrest. They all play their games, um, their home games and in, in city games at Seacrest. So nothing too, you know, crazy about travel or anything like that. It is a rivalry game. Um, North Star, I'll start with them. They've lost four in a row um, coming into the playoffs. They're, they're, on the season, they're giving up 28.8 points a game, um, and they're scoring 18.5 a game. Um, Southwest has won three in a row coming into the game, so they're, you know, obviously a little bit of a hot streak. They're scoring 18 points a game. So both teams are scoring about 18 a game. Um, Southwest has given up about 23 a game or right at 23 points a game. Um, so obviously you look at it and you're like, okay. And they didn't play earlier in the year. So, um, you look at that game and you're like, all right, first one to 21 wins, maybe, uh, if you just kind of dig into the numbers a little bit there. Yeah. And then we talked the nine 24, a little bit earlier, Carney hosting Lincoln Northeast as noted, they'll advance to face the winner that will advance to face Gretna. Um, you know, we you, you, we noted Lincoln Northeast, probably not much of a chance, but what, what needs to happen for them to pull an upset? I'm never going to say no chance, but it looks like a very much so uphill battle for the Rockets. The odds. How about they, that? They, they haven't um, uh, had, you know, no wins and the lowest seed and all that. Carney's, Carney's very interesting, right? They're two and four. But they're, they have four really tough losses, right? Their four losses are against um, one of the top five seeds. So they lost to Lincoln Southeast in week one, 14 to 10. They threw an interception in the end zone, um, which if that's not an interception, maybe it's a, a touchdown, then obviously that changes that game. And, and, they lost, it was, and Carney wins that game because it was a last-second kind of deal. Um, then they lost to Westside. So they lost to the four seed, 14-10. Then they lost to Westside 47-14 at, at Kearney, home game. Obviously, we know Westside's really good. Then they lost at Bellevue West 49-14. And then just, you know, this past week, they lost um, to Elkhorn South in overtime 28-21. Um, really close game and would have flipped kind of the seating totally on its head, you know, prior to uh, Friday night. So. Um, their two wins are against Columbus and Lincoln High. They handled Columbus 41-19 and beat Lincoln High 34 to nothing. Um, but just the fact that, I mean, if you look at their four losses, they're really good losses, if that's such a thing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're, they, they probably played, you know, I would say the toughest probably schedule um, them or, or maybe Millard West. But, I, you know, like you said, I, I think Carney obviously – I think they advance and, and uh, they're, they're much better than their record shows. I, I'll say that. Yep. Moving on down the bracket, uh, number 12 Fremont will host number 21 Papillion La Vista South winner of that one. will move on to the five Elkhorn South. Yeah. So uh, Fremont's both of them are scoring quite a bit. Um, and Papio South gave prep a really nice game last week on Thursday 
they're playing a lot better um, coming down the stretch here, play, actually playing a lot more competitive, and they're scoring a lot. They've averaged uh, on the year 23.4 points uh, a game, and Fremont's averaged 24, uh, a little over 24, almost 25 points a game. Uh, both teams um, obviously can score the ball, so I, I expect a decently high-scoring game. Um, kind of a quirky uh, common opponent uh, thing here. Uh, Papio South lost to Grand Island by one, 27-26. Fremont beat Grand Island 22-21 in overtime at Fremont. Um, that's an interesting kind of thing. They both, you know, it's a one-point difference uh, either way against a common opponent. So, so, so transit um, property means they'll tie. <laughs> let's, let's, I don't like necessarily doing that that much, but uh, it's just it's just kind of an interesting kind of you know nugget there that uh, they both do, and and I would expect a decently kind of high scoring game. Um, you know, Fremont's lost two in a row coming here, but um, uh, it's um, you know not you know super surprising considering they played uh, who they played. And Papio South, like I said, is playing better, um, uh, more competitive. They they're just a young team; uh, their core is really young, and um, you know, obviously get some experience under their belt as the season went on. So uh, I, that game, I think, could be pretty highly competitive, I, I would expect. Definitely. Uh, moving down the bracket, number 13, Columbus, hosting number 20, Papillion La Vista. Winner of that one will advance to face the four seed, Lincoln Southeast. And Columbus put a little bit of a scare in Bellevue West and Papillion La Vista has had some, some good games this year as well. So this one, another one should be highly competitive. Yeah. Columbus, um, you know, that was, that was obviously, I was there uh, Thursday night when they played uh, Bellevue West. It was surprising. I mean, I, the, the, they're tough, they're competitive. They play hard um, coach really, really well. Their offense is a little bit quirky. Um, which is kind of tough to prepare for. Um, Papillion kind of sort of reeling, I guess, uh, losing to Bellevue East uh, last week on Friday and um, – or, sorry, Thursday. Um, but Papillion did, was without eight of their top 11 uh, or eight, of, eight starters on defense for that game. Um, so Papillion likely, you know, hopefully maybe they get everyone back or, or not, I don't know. Um, but – um, they do have really good athletes, um, Papillion does, and uh, it's just a matter of, I think, um, kind of putting it all together. But that, that Columbus, you know, even in a loss, um, which turned out to be in, in kind of blowout fashion in the second half against a really good Bellevue West team, um, Columbus showed some things. So we'll, we'll see. Like, I, I think um, that game could be a, a, a decently competitive game. and. Um, it should be an interesting kind of one to follow, watch. And as the aforementioned Bellevue East, they're the 19. They'll be traveling to the number 14 Millard West, which could set up another potential Millard rivalry game. The winner will advance to the three seed, Millard South. And I know you have another interesting nugget for Millard West. Yeah, and so if Carney hasn't played the toughest schedule, Millard West certainly has. All seven of their games are against the top 11 seeds. Uh, yes, they only have one win, and that was in week two against Millard North. They won 21-14. Uh, 
But all seven of their games are against the top 11 seeds. No one else can say that. Um, and Bellevue East comes into this game with a big win over Papillion La Vista. Then Bellevue East being the 19, if you started the season, um, you wouldn't have said that you would have thought they'd be like 24, 23, 22, something like that as a seed. So good on them, obviously getting better. They do have good athletes, Bellevue East does. It's just a matter of, I, you know, I, I don't know, you know, how much, um, you know, in the line play is it, Miller West has some big, strong guys and they're extremely well coached. It's just, um, you know, kind of tough luck Millard West this year with, with some key injuries, one at quarterback. Um, and so they're, they're obviously, I think, um, played the tougher schedule of the two. Um, and that just, you know, when, when I dug into a little bit and you have, they've played all seven of their games against the top 11 seeds. Like, no one else can say that. It's crazy. And uh, the, that'll be a doubleheader at Buell. That'll be the late game. The first game will be Millard North hosting Norfolk. Millard North, the Mustangs, the 11. Norfolk, the 22 seed. And that winner will advance to face the number six Creighton Prep. Yeah, Norfolk um, struggled, obviously, um, this year. They After their um week one win against Bellevue East that's their only win they beat Bellevue East 21-7 uh, Miller North has won three of their last four um three and four record and their four losses again talk about tough schedule they lost to Millard South Millard West uh which we talked about Elkhorn South they lost 21-14 and Westside they lost 44-14 to so uh Millard North I we mentioned is one of those dangerous teams um, I can never say this kid's name right, but it, Jimmy Quintance, uh, Quintance, uh, their uh, starting quarterback has rushed for nearly a thousand yards. It'll likely go over a thousand yard mark. He has 950 rushing yards. Um, clearly their leader on offense. Um, and, um, that, you know, I mean, I think everyone would expect Millard North to, to, to win that game, uh, against Norfolk, who's, like I said, struggled this year. And moving on to last quarter of the bracket, number 10, North Platte, will host number 23, Lincoln High. And that winner will advance to face the number seven, Lincoln East. Yeah, um, North Platte, a, a nice uh, home win, I guess, 17-7 over Millard West last week. Um, North Platte was kind of one of those that maybe you thought could be in that, you know, make the top eight, maybe seven or eight. Um, they really just run the ball and pound the ball. I mean, it's just control the clock and, and do that. I, I would expect more of the same against Lincoln High, who uh, has, has struggled this year and, um, you know, not, hasn't been great. Um, so traveling out there and, and playing North Platte in a likely cold, maybe a little bit wet game and, um, you know, against a team that likes to just pound it and run the ball, I, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough challenge for, for Lincoln High. And our last playing game, the number 15 seed Islanders, Grand Island, hosting number 18, Lincoln Pius X. And that winner will advance to face the aforementioned two seed, Omaha Westside. So this is a rematch from, from week two. Grand Island won 24-7. Um, so making up, you know, 17 points feels like a lot um, for Pius. Pius is coming in with a three-game losing streak. They lost to Millard South, Columbus, and Norris. Um, Grand Island, on the other hand, has won two of the last three, 
Uh, one loss uh, was in overtime, 38-35 in two overtimes against Miller North. Um, so, really, if you look at it, Grand Island's playing really well. Um, always a, a tough, well-coached team in Grand Island. Coach Tomlin does a terrific job and um, gets – there's a saying about Coach Tomlin that, that people have said for – years he gets the most out of less um than anyone in the state and um we'll see you know i mean great now is used to making a run in the playoffs so we'll we'll see if they can um uh, you know they, they obviously have to kind of not look to that week two game and be like oh we're better we won that game where did he beat these guys kind of thing because it was you know i mean it's 17 points but it's not that insurmountable yeah um, so we're, I'm looking forward to all these playing games, some good matchups, setting up some potential good matchups down the road real quick before we get out of here. Why don't you talk on, you know, kind of pull back the curtain for some people and what was it like in Lincoln on Saturday? Well, really, I mean, we just did the, uh, I was just a part of the bracket kind of reveal show. Um, when I, I will say when I, when I first was handed the, the class A bracket, my reaction was, whoa. Like I was kind of taken aback a little bit because I just expected, I guess, Omaha Westside to be the one. And then after, um, you know, talking to people later and it was explained to me, it, you know, they said why Bellevue West got the one. So um, it was neat. I mean, kind of getting it before you get a first glance, you got to really, you know, get your thoughts together real quick um, and because it's like – bang it's live you're going like within a minute after you get the bracket you look at it and it's just initial reaction so um the the committee met at eight i think they started at eight and um the bracket was done by 10 so um really good job to uh nate neaus um who's in at the nsaa assistant director in charge of football he, um, you know, you put the committee together and, and really got it done pretty quickly, actually. So, um, I don't know, would I like to see a committee kind of thing and, or use some human element uh, as far as playoff seedings are concerned? Yeah, I would. Um, I, I think it's a little bit more fair um, than, than just using wildcard points. I mean, if you look at it, you look at wildcard points. Last year, Bellevue West was the four. Uh, based just on wildcard points. And this year, Westside would have been the four uh, just if you just take wildcard points. So uh, really, you know, that's not a true um, kind of gauge of, of both of those teams if you take the last two years in A. So, um, you know, this week it will be uh, Class B, C1, and C2 and the six-man bracket. Um, that'll be uh, probably have all of that done by 10 o'clock I'm guessing on, on Saturday and we'll be in Lincoln again for that. So um, those, uh, those are just based on wildcard points. So people probably can just figure up their own wildcard points of people with calculators and they're really good at math and can figure that stuff up. Might have an idea of who they're going to play already or what it looks like before, you know, the brackets actually get released. So pure speculation and, and I'm, I might put you on the spot a little bit here, but do you think that, this year and obviously it worked out that with no OPS that it was 24 teams and it was a nice round even number um to do it this way but do you think this year will lead to change down the line maybe not for all classes but for class A that we do see every year 24 teams make it and there's a play-in round I don't think so um I think 
you know, because then you have the buys and all that. It really, you'd have to, and it really just depends on every year what, you know, some teams go up to A, some teams go down, some teams, you know, move around a little bit. Um, you know, you're adding two more um, OPS schools. And um, it, so that would be what, nine OPS schools. I mean, it, that, that's a lot of numbers. And really, like, making the playoffs should be a reward, not just, hey, everyone makes it. I, I totally understand why they did it this year. Makes complete sense why they did it this year. Um, but it should be a reward, not like, all right, well, everyone kind of makes it thing. Um, Do you think this will lead to a change in that it won't just be wild card points and it may, there may be a committee factor to it? I, I would like to see it that way. Like I said, I, I, I think it might actually, maybe just an A. Um, it, it, I, I, I think it, there's a possibility. There's a lot of talk. I know a lot of people kind of like this idea. Um, maybe it's just the 16, uh, in a that, um, that get seated or top 16 or something like that in a, or maybe they do stick with 24. I don't know, but, um, maybe, maybe you can take a, a portion of human element and, um, a portion of, of wildcard points and strength of schedule and those things, which is basically what wildcard points are. Um, so I, I'd like to see it. I, I think there's momentum for it. Um, I, I do think that uh, that uh, it would it would be a good thing. It'll be interesting to see what happens down the line. Um, but for now, we have we still have football being played, and we have some great matchups this week. Uh, do you know where you're going to be at Thursday, Friday? I don't know yet. Um, kind of waiting for the Pinnacle Bank game of the week to be a thing uh, to be decided. It's um, uh, don't not quite sure yet. Um, I might, uh, depending on what the Pinnacle Bank game of the week is, I I might uh, uh, might actually head to Humphrey on Thursday for a doubleheader with uh, Humphrey uh, Lindsay Holy Family uh, playing. I think at three thirty, and Humphrey St. Francis plays their first round playoff game at seven. So uh, that could be kind of fun. Watch two eight man teams play, but. Um, I'll have to kind of wait and see on that. We look forward to your coverage and the rest of the anyprepzone.com team's coverage. Until next time, thanks for listening. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111.